Hey guys, it's Bitches Don't Brunch. I'm Liz. And I'm Montana. So we've got like a lot to talk about. Like a lot. Let's just talk about what we just did. So for tea time, I had this idea because I downloaded two ghost hunting apps because I have been on a major paranormal kick lately. Like bad. Like I'm listening to Two Girls, One Ghost again. I've been looking up like creepy stuff on the internet. I've been watching Insidious. Like I'm like hella on a paranormal kick. I don't even fucking care. Anyway, so what we just did was we took two of these ghost hunting apps and we went around the house to like different rooms. I'm getting goosebumps now again. Yeah, we went around. um, So, okay. So basically what this app does is it picks up like FM bands and frequencies and then we'll take like the closest thing in the dictionary within the app and like put it on my phone, like based on like what they believe was said like the closest thing that they can find within the dictionary. We're not going to tell you what was said. Oh my God. Like I did this a few times and like, it was kind of like, Oh, ha ha. Like some of it was like intriguing. And like, like sometimes the ghost meter went high when I was talking to something, but it wasn't like this. Oh my God. I'm getting goosebumps again. That was like, that was so intense. Especially in my bedroom. Like what it was saying in my bedroom was like, Oh my god, like chills. Like I want a sweater. It was really creepy. It was so creepy. So we'll do it again. Yeah, actually that was a fun tea time. And so if you're on tea time, mm-hmm. which you should get on Patreon, we will do more of that type yes. of content if you like it. Yeah. I think you guys will like it. I think it was And you got a tour creepy. of the house a little bit. You did get a tour of the Especially the creepy house. basement that we keep talking about, Ugh. and you're going to see why. Okay, I will say this. It was really creepy when we were right by the mirrors, and it said picture. I was like, <laughs> ew, stop! But I mean, my my bedroom so far was definitely where it spiked the most. Well, do you want to, like... Tell them what you heard the other night watching Insidious. Yeah. So like I said, I've been on a paranormal kick lately and I've been rewatching all the Insidious movies because Insidious 5, The Red Door is coming out and I can't fucking wait to see it. So anyway, we were watching Insidious and I mean, like I'm a screamer at movies. You know, I fucking scream at movies with you. That's, it's it's hilarious. It, yeah, that's what Matt loves it. He made me watch a movie with one of his friends. So I like jumped and screamed. I think his friend thought it was funny too. It's fine. I am who I am. Anyway, we're watching Insidious when all of a sudden from inside my closet, we hear. So you heard knocking from inside your closet. Knocking from inside the closet. And he kept like being like, should we look at it? And I was like, no, are you fucking kidding me? We were in the pitch dark. All the lights were turned off because I was like, I want to be scared. But I was like, no fucking way are we going in that fucking closet. I said, listen, I was like, after this, I am staging the upstairs. I'm going to put my black salt with the eggshells in it over the doors and windows. And then you, me, and Grim are doing an egg cleanse. I was like, you're welcome. You're dating a witch. And then he probably was like, it's probably fireworks. Yeah, and you're like that's, that's inside yeah. the closet. I was okay. like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh huh. Inspires. So I was like, whatever helps you sleep at night, babe. And then I think it was actually that night that I was like laying in bed sleeping, and I felt something like tug your tug covers. on my blanket, and Matt was on the other side, and it was coming from like underneath the bed. 
Yeah. No. I know. It was no. so creepy. And it was really weird because I do, I, I've been doing egg cleanses. I've done like three in the past few weeks. Um, just cause like I had a feeling like I had some energy like attached to me. Cause I can always feel like I get more irritable, get tired. I was just like really angry, like really, really angry, just exhausted and snappy and like bitchy. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? So I did the first egg cleanse and I looked at the water. It was like very murky, which is like usually a sign that you need to do it a few more times. So I did. And after that first egg cleanse, like I immediately felt lighter. I was like, what the fuck? So then I was like, okay, I'm going to do this again. I did it and I did it again. And I was like, okay, it's better now. Like it looks like a little clearer. But then when I was doing that last egg cleanse, I noticed there was like one like stringy thing. And I was like, I think someone is literally trying to attach to me. Like, I think this is what it is telling me. And that is why I was so tired and angry. I was like, fuck no. So that, actually, I'm adding eggs to my fucking grocery list right now. I got egg, I have eggshells upstairs in the refrigerator. I got fucking moon water. I got tinctures. Like, that's what you get when you date a witch. That's what you get. So, yeah, um, regardless, I will be doing more egg cleanses because the shit that we heard, the the things, the the words in my room, terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Get on Patreon. Yeah, you're going to have to get on Patreon. And this really isn't us just, like, blowing it up. Like, it was actually very scary. And, like, I'm... I have a blanket on right now because I'm cold from all the goosebumps. Yeah, that was horrifying. (laughs) Horrifying. So, yeah. Also, um, you want to do a uh, go to Helltown? Yeah. Shout out, Double Date. Yes. Listen up, boyfriend. should we talk about it? Yeah. Real quick what Helltown is? Yeah. So, okay. So this is from atlasobscura.com, which is like a really – I want the actual Atlas Obscura. It's like weird places like all over the world. It's so cool. Anyway, so this is from atlasobscura.com. Um, it says, the abandoned village now colorfully known as Helltown is purportedly teeming with crybaby bridges, spooked school buses, mass human sacrifice scenes, and a mutant python for good measure. You're protecting me from that shit. I am not I am not fucking saving anyone from a python. I will die. Oh, all right, I'll save you. So it's um from Boston, Ohio. Um, it was deserted for a very tragic reason. Um, founded in 1806, Boston Village's original claim to fame was its standing as the oldest village in Summit County. But it took a turn for the worse in 1974 when it became the unlucky victim of nationwide anxiety over the country's disappearing forest land. That's bad. Anyway, President Gerald Ford signed a bill that gave the federal government's National Park Service jurisdiction to expropriate lands for the establishment of the national parks. So, like, basically, they, like, forced everyone living there out. So it's, like, literally an abandoned ghost town. And someone wrote um, on one of the houses, now we know how the Indians felt. Native Americans, but yeah. And then the government obviously fell behind on its plan to create the park. The village sat neglected. The area only continued to grow when the NPS acquired Kreshki Dump in 1985. Rangers visiting the site became ill and covered in rashes. It was discovered the dump was highly polluted with toxic chemicals and properly disposed of. There are a number of myths surrounding the vacant properties, but some have been a bit more durable than others. There is, there is the Presbyterian Church, which is said to have been built up by Satanists, complete with upside-down crosses. 
An abandoned bus is said to be host to lingering ghosts, and maybe most outlandish of all, there is talk of mutants who are created by the dump spill, including a monstrous snake known as the Peninsula Python. I'm taking a fucking gun. I don't even have a gun. I will get one for snakes. Fuck snakes. A monster python? No. No. However, most of the myths have been conclusively refuted. The upside-down crosses affixed to alert to local church are part of the building's architectural style and have no roots in satanic activity. <laughs> okay. The haunted bus was a temporary home of a family awaiting house repairs. These explanations, of course, don't diminish the public's enthusiasm for legends of unusual occurrences. For instance, the city still celebrates Python Day in honor of the legendary giant snake. I don't know because I was actually listening to a podcast about Helltown. These, like, kids were, like, trying to find it because it's really hard to get to, I guess. Like, you have to, like... Like, there are all these, like, abandoned roads, and, like, you have to find, like, a... that's not creepy. I know. And apparently... It's, like, wrong turn. And it was, like, at night, and, like, apparently, like, a cop, like, stopped these people, and, like, where where are you going? Yeah. And they were, like, uh, Helltown? And they're, like, no, you're not. And they, like, wouldn't let them through. And they... That's gonna make me jump. (laughs) But, like, they ended up, like... Huh? So we're at a little on edge. A little bit. And then they ended up getting through. I can't remember what they saw. I think it was like, they almost looked like ghosts or like satanic cult members. They had like hoods over their faces and they were like chanting and shit. And they like tried to get the fuck out of there. I was like, I want to go. <laughs> I want to go. Psycho. So yeah, that's next podcast. I'm just really delving into our paranormal things right now. No, I love it. It's been fun. Yeah, well, we were going to talk about doing, like, hiker paranormal stories, but then it's just things got to hell with both of us, I think, because I'm leaving for my trip, and And I'm preoccupied with stuff, and you went to Taylor Swift concert, which, tonight, we can actually, if you want to upload your videos onto my computer, then we can upload it to YouTube. Sounds You want to do that? Sure. Since for some reason, I can't find a way to log you in. I have no idea how to do it. So technology man yeah we'll do that but yeah i know you've been really busy getting ready for your trip i had taylor swift and then my mom moved back home so it's been like so much family stuff it's just been like it's just been crazy for both of us yeah plus i changed my mind on what i want to do i want to do a different cryptid thing that's fine i was like i will do the jersey devil i'll tell you guys what i was gonna do i was gonna do the jersey devil I want to do something else now. Something that fascinates me even more. And I'm not going to tell you, so stay tuned. Yeah, so that's, well, so we're probably going to take a, a week off. Yeah. Because by the time this comes trip. out, I'll still be gone for another week. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to be a little behind because I'm gone for like awesome. two and a half weeks. So. I'm just make them want more. Yeah. Or send emails of what you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you have uh, any recs this week? No, um, I've just uh, been watching some Black Mirror episodes of the new season. I've heard that's a good show. Some are better than others. Mm-hmm. The other time, like six episodes in the new season. Um, they're pretty good. They have a lot of famous actors, actresses, whatever, in mm-hmm. this season. Cool. Um, but that's like all, really. That's exciting. So what about you? I've just been watching all the Insidious movies again. <laughs> I hate. I recommend Insidious. Those they're movies so are creepy. scary. Like they're really scary. They are done well. They're really done well. I love creepy paranormal movies, and like I don't like the. I don't always like the murdery ones, like where it's like a slasher flick. But I love the paranormal ones, and Insidious scares 
the shit out of me. Especially when, like, the whole baby monitor scene. Oh, and then, oh. Yeah. Honestly, so, like, the kid's demon, his kid's demon did not scare me as much as, like, the fucking wedding dress bitch. Terrifying. Yes. Like, that gives me nightmares. Along with the nun. Not the actual movie, but, like, how, like, the I'll go see the new one with you since we saw the old one. one. Since we saw the old one together. I I didn't think the nun was that good. It wasn't, but I feel like we have to go see it. Oh, yeah, we do. Absolutely. Maybe this one would be better. Sure. You never know. But, I mean. going optimistic. Before the nun movie, though, like, the image, the visual of the nun, terrifying. Oh, like, in the Conjuring series? Yeah. Oh. That's, like, one of my biggest fears. If I saw that, I'd probably pee my pants. I don't know. I'll admit it. She's terrifying. Uh, terrifying. So I think we both should recommend Insidious. Yeah. Those, those are some, those are good ones. Mm, they are really good movies. I mean, and then like you think everything's fine at the end and then it's like that, like it's not fine. Yeah. It's like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what's weird too is like, you know, obviously I've been trying to like open myself up again more and more because, you know, I shut off and then I open up and then I shut down and then I open up. It's just like a re- repeating thing. But it's so weird because I've been noticing this. Like I go upstairs and it sounds like there's a party up there. Really? Mm-hmm. The bitch is gone. Let's party. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I can hear like murmuring and voices and like laughter and like glasses clinking and stuff. And then I'm like, did I forget to turn the radio off? Or like maybe... It's picking up residual, like... I think so. I think it's a residual that I'm hearing. That's not bad. No, I don't get a bad feeling from it. It's just, like, weird when I come upstairs and I'm like, did I leave the radio on? And it's like, no. And then I get all the way upstairs and it's like, nothing. Okay. Well, the other day I had my Kindle sitting on the table, just like, here's my Kindle. Mm -hmm. And I just had it on the table like Mm -hmm. this, like, flat on the table. And then I... I'm going to go take a shower. So I head in the bathroom and I hear like a bang. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? So I come out of the bathroom and I don't see anything. And I'm like, what is that? You know, the dogs are nowhere near, mind you, where my Kindle was. So then when I get out of the shower and then I come and sit on the couch and my Kindle's like way over on the floor. Oh, no, I don't like that. That's creepy. And it's flat on the table. So mm-hmm. something had to literally just looks like they scraped it off the kin- like the table. For Samir... Yeah. And then my panther figuring out your Kindle. Yeah, it's just like someone was like, nope, and just knocked it off. See, I've been like, coins just like fall randomly. And then like, I was like, I changed out of my clothes. And like, I put my jewelry in this like little thing in the mirror, like by the mirror in the bathroom. So I was changing my clothes into like one of my things I wear at night. And I like flipped my hair and a ring just dropped from the sky onto my, I was like, what is that? And coins will just, like, fall on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I keep finding pennies. Yeah. I found another one the other day. So many pennies. That's definitely when, like, guides are trying to contact you. And I feel like I have really good guides. Like, I haven't felt, like, a lot of menacing shit except for the knock in the closet. We talked about the... I mean, like, I feel very well protected. I really do. Oh, yeah, And I feel... It's not like it's bad energy. It's just, like... I don't know. I can't explain it. It's not bad at all. No, I I think it. it's just, like guys and relatives and stuff is yeah like all the pennies everywhere i'm like what is happening yeah they're trying to communicate it's like what are you trying to tell me i always wish i just wish they would just like write a letter because i'm like okay i see the angel numbers i'm getting all the fucking feathers everywhere yeah yeah be a little more specific did we talk about the man voice in the last podcast the man voice remember when i heard someone say hello no we didn't talk about that 
This is new to me. I didn't tell you about the man that, the voice that I heard saying hello? No, you texted to me because you're like, is someone here that said hello? And I'm like, no. Oh, okay. I thought I talked, but maybe I didn't. I don't know. Oh, if you did, I don't remember. Well, if I did talk about it on the podcast, whatever, I'm going to talk about it again because it goes into all this. I was upstairs in my room and my boyfriend was in another room. I think he was taking a shower or something. I don't know. But all of a sudden, like, I'm in my room and I hear someone go, hello. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> it sounded like it was, like, right in the other room and, like, really close. And I, like, like my heart was pounding. I was like, hello. And then I didn't hear anything. And then, like, Matt, like, came out and he, out of the bathroom. So it wasn't him. And I was like, were you just, were you just in here? And he was like, no. And I was like, did you say hello? And he was like, no. And I was like, no, like, seriously, like, don't fuck with me. Like, did you just say hello? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, what the fuck? Does he believe you yet? I think, like, the knock definitely jolted him. And, like, one time he said he heard a voice calling his name. He's like, oh. I don't know. I could have been tired or something. I was like, he always mm-hmm. has, like, a... He doesn't want to believe because it's scary. But, yeah, that was weird. It sounded like a really, like, deep male voice. So I thought he was trying to fuck with me and, like, freak me out. But it wasn't him. It wasn't me. I know. I was he, by myself. And you're like, Montana, is someone here? I like, know. you have a guy here. Yeah. And like, it was so weird. Not tonight, I don't. And he was like, well, maybe it was one of the neighbors. I was like, you think I don't know how to tell an outside voice from an inside voice? I'm not fucking crazy. Just so, let, yeah. let him find every reason to cross it off. Like, shit's been happening, and I've been seeing things out of the corner of my eye a lot, too. I have, Ooh. too, especially at work. Mm-hmm. Me, too, at the work. The lights keep flickering at work, and I'm doing massages. <sighs> yeah, same. And then the other day, I was, like, walking into the massage room with a long hallway, and then I was like, wait. And then I slowly backed out of the room, and I'm like, did I see someone standing there? Yes. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, that's oh. ha- that happened today, too. And I'm yep. like, we have to, like, wait, do a double take. Oh. I, okay, so I had never heard of this. We should do haunted items, because... That's just crazy. Like curse objects? Yes. Okay. So I had never heard of this thing. It's called the dark mirror. You will not fucking believe this. So I was listening to TGOG. They were talking about haunted objects and they talked about the dark mirror. Guess where this bitch got this dark beer from? Where? Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Yes. Where? I don't know. She said she bought this like black scrying mirror from a psychic, which I've always wanted to get one. And like, I guess like, she started saying that she was getting evil visions from the mirror and like, and her daughter was worried about her cause she was becoming really distant and like odd and like kept complaining about this mirror. And she's like, then fucking throw it out. She wouldn't, she wouldn't get rid of it. So finally her daughter came over and she finds that her mom has the mirror like wrapped up and hidden away in the closet. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And her mom starts crying about how the mirror is evil or whatever. And like, but she doesn't want to get rid of it. It's like almost like she was drawn to it. Yeah. Like real creepy. But anyway, so her daughter was like, fuck it, I'm taking this and took it and sold it to, I can't remember the name. They're like one of the, you know how like they have the, like they had like, um, like Edward, Ed and Lorraine had like their house and then Zach Bagans has his like little haunted museum. Yeah. It's something like that. Okay. So this like, these people attract, like have haunted objects and they go on tour actually. So they took this mirror. I want to do like 
more stuff about this because I don't want to give it all away like things people saw in the mirror and like things this mirror did I'm not going to talk about it yet I'm like staring at you hardcore because I'm so intrigued it's really interesting (laughs) but I kid you the fuck not I'm listening to it the massage room got heavy you know that feeling when there's like really heavy dark Mm -hmm. and you're like I'm like oh it felt heavy and still like everything just got quiet oh I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it I felt cold breath on the back of my neck. I felt something like touching my back cold. And I was like, fuck no. I was like, you are not welcome here. And I called on like Archangel Michael like five times. I was like, Archangel Michael, please protect me. Please let nothing hurt me. Archangel Michael. I always call on Michael when I need protection. Michael's like who I go to for protection because they don't like it. And like it took a while and, like, then it stopped, and then I would, like, start listening again, and, like, cold spots on random parts of my body. And I was like, no, you are not welcome here. Archangel Michael protects me. You are not welcome here. I was like, if this shit, if this room gets dark just from, like, talking about it, can you imagine being face-to-face with this shit? So did she ever get rid of the mirror? It's at that place. It's at, like, that, okay. like, hold on. I'll look up and see if I can find where it's at right now. But I was like, I'm weirdly intrigued. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to look into it, though. I'd want to look at it, but I... Well, the whole mirror situation was just weird to me when my mirror came uh, off the wall. I know. It's weird. Uh, dark mirror. Greg and Dana. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Traveling Museum of the Paranormal. A Columbus area psychic fair. Okay, yeah. Uh, curated by Dana and Greg Newkirk, researchers of the supernatural. We have to see this shit. I want to see what else they have. Because they said when they brought the mirror in, the other haunted objects started going nuts. Damn. Like things that had been latent went insane. Damn. I know. Shit. So I'm super intrigued. But And also, have you seen that movie Oculus? No. Is it based on a mirror? Yes, girl. You should watch that. Do I want to watch it after my mirror came off my wall? You will be terrified. But it's a good movie. It's about a haunted mirror. A cursed mirror. And they try and get rid of it. I'm not going to ruin it. It's. I just, I love how when something moves in the house and like if you tell someone, they're like, okay, whatever. Like you're just misplaced. But if I'm like, hey, Liz, this moved. You'd be like, get the salt. Get the egg. Get that. No, seriously. Okay. See, this you, keeps happening. Objects keep getting misplaced. I know. It's my point. I, like, yeah. I can confide in you, but if you tell, like, someone else, they'll just be like... Yeah! That happened to me with my boyfriend, because I could not find my checkbook. I keep my checkbook in the same place all the time. I don't move it. It is in one space. I'm not going to tell you guys what the fuck it is. I'll tell you, but I'm not telling the whole world. But anyway, I'm like... Yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I was <laughs> frantically looking for it. I couldn't find it. I'm like... I don't understand. It's always here. It's always here. I'm tearing up the house. And then 10 minutes later, I open the thing. It's there. And he's like, you probably just didn't see it. I was like, oh, I didn't see it. Really? Your boyfriend would drive me insane. He does sometimes. I'm like, I'm not fucking dumb. Like, I know I'm ditzy and spacey. But the reason that I keep things in the same place is because I'm ditzy and I have lists of where like things are and things. I know where I keep things. I'm not stupid. So yeah. I, yeah. Shit's been moving around a lot lately. That's why I mean. I'd be like, hey, this yeah. moved. And you'd be like, all it's right, salt. we're staging. We're getting the salt. I'm playing a stage in there now with that shit in my room. 
Not yet, because we're going to play with the pendulum. Pendulum. Pendulum later. Yeah, then I'm going to do an egg cleanse with the last egg I got, and I'm staging the shit out of that place. That was eerie. That was terrifying. Which, this song really leads... That was more terrifying than the Ouija board. Yeah, the Ouija board was scary, but that was horrifying. And you know what's creepy? Oh, I wonder if I can find the reviews. Hold on, maybe I'll look for the reviews of this app, because some of them really scared the crap out of me. But I was like, I'm going to get it anyway! Because <laughs> I'm me and I'm crazy. Were you going to say, well, this leads us into our topic? <laughs> I was going to say this leads us into our topic, but, uh, okay, so, ew. What? I'm, like, looking at, like, how high it could get, and it's... That like, seemed pretty, pretty fucking pretty. high. Yeah, that was It really went from high. green to all the way up to red. red. Really red. Okay, so I just want to, like, some of these reviews. Do not download. <laughs> So me and my brother don't believe in ghosts, but when we saw this app, we were like, let's get it. So we got it. And when we got on the app, it started off as green, but then it went to a solid orange. The name popped up. It said the name was Pearl. My brother thought it would be a good idea to go to the family basement. So we did. And when we asked it, why are you here? She said, for you and your brother. <gasps> oh, we got I'm scared. Si- I'm sick of getting chills. I know. I got- oh, uh. We got scared, but we still didn't believe it. Then we asked Pill, Pearl, Pearl, <laughs> Pearl, are you going to kill us? She said, maybe. And it went to a solid red. Me and my brother freaked out. It was the next day at 1 a.m. My younger cousin came to visit us and she had brought one of her favorite toys and it started playing a weird, creepy voice. It sounded like Annabelle's voice. It was creepy. I screamed on the inside. It was the next we went to work, but my coworkers and friends did not believe in ghosts either. So they wanted to try it. Me and my brother warned them, but they didn't listen. They tried it and went to the job's basement. One of the coworkers fainted out of nowhere. Oh, shit. I screamed. The broken TV showed a very creepy doll. It played glitchy noises. Then it said another ghost name. It said her name was Peggy. My brother screamed. Then out of the blue, the lights went out. The broken TV t- tired of to a solid black. The real Peggy doll appeared on the table in the job's basement and the EVP levels were high. The green went to a solid red. Ew. <laughs> okay. There was one. Okay. Do not download. Dangerous. Are we getting? We're still okay. Yeah, we're still okay. I started using this app with my coworkers as a joke as the restaurant we work in is, supposed, is supposedly haunted and it was all fun and games up until a certain point. It was a really slow day, so we were all gathered around the phone, and it started saying some irrelevant stuff, and we all laughed. Then the phone began to display the names of our family members. <gasps> I know some of you will say it has access to your contacts, but we only use one phone, and it named my brother, my coworker's grandmother, my other coworker's niece, and my other coworker's brother. Keep in mind, they are not normal or common names. We asked the spirit where they had gone as the reader turned had returned to green and it replied with office. We went downstairs in the basement to the office and shook the door as none of us had the guts to go in. The reader shot up to red and displayed the words bleak and boring. Very similar to that of the office. The display it, they display words like cut and malice. Okay. Sometimes people don't know how to write. Needless to say, whatever is haunting the restaurant is not friendly. And I highly recommend staying away from any ghost related activity. This app may be fake. However, it knew things that it shouldn't have. And I've been left with a horrible pit in my stomach all day. And I'm sleeping with the light on. Dangerous. Do not download. Hmm. There was someone that was like, ooh, this is interesting. 
I want, there was one that was like Satanist. I can't find it. Lily, really this one, because someone gave it one star because it said don't do it. And then I'll get into the topic. Okay. This one says don't do it. Honestly, it works. But I'm giving it one star because don't mess with it. I have always been a skeptic and laughed at these things. I don't believe in this stuff. After I used this alone, my beliefs changed. I saw some things that pointed out to my mother being in the hospital. It said, my mother, police, injury, and 50. I don't know what 50 meant because she is in her 60s, but maybe it meant to say something else. I don't know. But the other words made sense. It then said Brooklyn and then bracelet, both having to do with my deceased sister. She was cremated in Brooklyn and I kept her bracelet. After that, I uninstalled because I was honestly creeped out. Everything was fine for the next couple of days. And then one morning I woke up out of my sleep to my name being said by a male voice. It was very clear, but I passed it off as nothing. I went on with my day. And then the next morning, my dishes were rattling in the kitchen and no one was home. The dishes rattled a couple of times and I went to investigate, but nothing was out of order. Today, I woke up to a male voice saying very clearly, are you sure? And I was unable to move. I felt paralyzed. I do think that if you do uninstall this app, do not do it in your own home. Oops. Oops. And be very careful. I do believe that I invited something negative in my home because I was curious and skeptical. It's very little sage on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well. Patreon. Find out what we got. Ooh, lordy. Let's get into the topic. The topic. The topic of today. Obviously, paranormal topic. We are on Reddit, and I am looking up um, on the I'm on the Reddit subthread subreddit called Paranormal Encounters. Dun, dun, dun. And I picked this one because it's about a Ouija board. And we play with the Ouija board. Can you imagine what would have happened if we hadn't had all that protection? Something no. wanted out. That was scary. So this is by user Luca underscore R we A R W I. Okay. This happened on my 14th birthday. I am 17. Now I had invited some close friends over and we spent most of our time eating junk food and watching TV. After three or so movies, we decided we wanted to do something else. I had bought a Ouija board a few months back and wanted to try it out. I should probably mention that I was the only one who knew how it worked and what it was supposed to do. We all sat in a circle and each put one of our fingers on the planchette. We were 16, we were six or so in total. I spent five to 10 minutes trying to explain how it worked and what was supposed to happen, answered some question they had, and then we were ready to go. We began with the question, is anyone else here with us? Nothing happened for a solid 10 minutes and we were starting to get impatient. We asked again. This time, after two minutes or so, the planchette started moving towards yes. At this point, everyone was making fun of the whole situation, and we were almost certain that one of us was moving it because nothing was happening. We then asked, what's your name? Expecting something completely made up and funny since one of us would have had to think of something on the spot. Raul. That's the name that still gives me chills to this day. We asked how old Raul was. The board spelled 25. We asked how he died. Okay. Side note. Side note. Never asked how they died. Never. No. 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 That's a no, no. Don't do it. No. We asked how he died. Dumbasses. 
the board spelled car crash. After that, we decided that this was getting too real and that we wanted to stop. But in spite of not asking anything, the planchette started to move. We all froze. We were waiting to see what it would spell. Jackie. After that, we decided it was time to stop. We said goodbye, important, and put the board away. Later that night, an hour after everyone went home, I got a message from my friend. It was a link to an article. Under the link, she had written, you're not going to believe this. I opened the article and started reading. It was about a male car crash victim named Raul. I can't remember his last name, and I tried to go back on messages with this friend to try and find the article, but I changed my phone number. Age 25. What really terrified me was that later in the article, it was written that the person that was initially driving the car and also died in the car crash was his mother, Jackie. Jackie. Oh, I still talk to my friends about it this, this till this day. And to be honest, we still think that maybe it was one of us who was moving the planchette. Okay. That's very specific. I just wanted to share this experience with Reddit, but of course it's up to you to believe it or not. I don't think it'd be bad energy. I don't think that sounds bad. No. I mean, I don't think you should ever ask anything how it died. Yeah. That was like one of your roles when we played. You're like, okay, you can't ask how it died, how they died. No, don't. Why not mad. again? They, they get, get mad. mad. It's very I mean, rude. You want to like relive your death again and again and again? One, I think it can make them angry and then you're in trouble. And two, I think it's rude. It's like, like what if someone was like, how old are you? People are you ask me all the time. Them? Or like, how much do you weigh? Oh, you should never ask someone. Never ask that. I'd be pissed. Pissed. Well, do you believe it or do you think a friend was messing with them? No, I believe it. It's very specific. It's way too specific. Unless, like, she was the one messing with them and was like, hey, here's this article I found. Not going to believe it, but, yeah, it seems a little far-fetched. Yeah. seems like a lot of work, especially the fact that he had explained how to play it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that it took, like, what, like, almost 15 minutes for the board to move at all? Yeah, and they were 14. Mm -hmm. Well, he was 14, which I'm sure his friends were the same age. Probably about that age, yeah. Hmm. Yikes. Well, Ouija board is on the table, guys. Maybe. Okay, you ready for this one? Yes, ma'am. This is by Shaquille O'Neal. It's like Just kidding. Sh- or Sha- Shaquille Oatmeal97. Shaquille Oatmeal, I was close. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you were. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I need help. Am I being mimicked by a demon? Say, bear with me how for how long this may be. About two weeks ago, I've been getting stuck in my dreams. No matter how hard I try to wake up, it's nearly impossible. I wake up feeling drained or like I'm waking up from anesthesia after approximately 10 to 13 hours of sleep. Normally I sleep six to eight. My dreams tend to take place from when I was younger, but in a very eerie and unsettling way. Anyways, that's what my dreams have been like, no matter at night or during a nap. My older sister said last week she was walking down the hall past my room. My door was open and normally my door naturally shuts, almost closed. And she noticed out of her peripheral, something was walking in my room at the same pace as she was. And she originally thought it was me, but she noticed it was looking at her as if it was trying to figure out how to walk properly. And she also... And she also noticed it looked like me, but when I had long hair. My hair hasn't been long since 2019. 
She saw it twice in one day, and she says it seems to be trying to mock how she was walking, but she ignored it and saw me in the kitchen where she told me she just saw this figure in my room. Now, last night. I stayed at my boyfriend's house last night and texted my younger sister, whose room is across from mine, to make sure my bedroom door was closed shut for me, but her phone was on do not disturb. She got home and started walking down the hall to get to her room. She said she was being kind of loud with her keys banging against her hydro flask, which normally would irritate me if I'm trying to sleep. She said she heard my door open, and as she was walking near her bedroom, she heard a whisper say, What are you doing? Oh. And obviously, she assumed it was me being irritated that she was being loud, and so she looked up, moving her hair out of her face that prevented her from seeing my bedroom door in the first place, and that's when she realized my door was open but no one was there. She hurried to her bathroom and opened her text. And that's when she saw 20 minutes prior, I had just asked her to close my door because I wasn't home. She was super freaked out and we began FaceTiming. My boyfriend was making jokes about it and I told him to stop because I didn't want him to mock whatever it was. No, stop. Mm -mm. Soon after that, the FaceTime call ended. I told my boyfriend that her phone probably died, but right after she texted me saying, did your phone die? And I told her, no, I thought yours did. There wasn't a call failed pop-up on the screen. Just both ends beeped as if the other hung up. They do fuck with technology. The energy in my room has been unsettling, like something is watching me. My sleep has been abnormal than usual. And when I do wake up, something pulls me back to a deep sleep. What could this be that's mocking me? And why is it trying to imitate me? I can't find anything online on what this could be, so this form is my last resort for answers. Please tell me anything you may know about this. Is it a demon? Just a curious spirit? Any help is appreciated. What are some of the comments? I was going to read some. Okay. Because I don't know. Because I did actually think something this person said. So, it's more like than likely an intelligent spirit that is trying to mimic your behavior. A doppelganger. That is seen as a bad omen or a demon. Because I've heard a lot about doppelgangers. Really? Uh-huh. They look like you, but but slightly off. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you're like like longer nails or like wild eyes. And they, they try what? and they try and like I've heard you? of some trying to take over your life. Shit. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. Mm, that one just So is that what you think it is? I think it's a demon. I don't know. Maybe it's a doppelganger. I don't think it's a spirit. I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't get the spirit vibe. It's a doppelganger or a demon. So this person said, I believe in the paranormal, but I always go to the logical route and try to debunk experiences with anything that could be just normal things causing disruptions. For instance, our back hallway in the house feels weird and someone did die there before, but an electrician also said the wiring in the wall has high EMF. So that's most likely the reason I get ease uneasy and plus knowing the history of the house. I would see if it's a possible carbon monoxide leak that can that can cause shared auditory and visual experiences, which can be intensified by personal religious beliefs. Also, please keep in mind if you have been experiencing any mental health issues in your family or any shared trauma recently that can be influencing these sightings and feelings. If you cross out any of those factors and continue to experience stuff like this, I would definitely sage or get blessed. Anything that gives you a sense of power over yourself and home. Also, be consistent with these spiritual religious practices even after things improve because demons slash negative spirits can sense the tiniest opening and come back when you're vulnerable again. Best of luck. Ooh, shadow people. Ooh, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's see. <laughs> Someone wrote, I think the demon wrote this. <laughs> the fuck? I mean, that's true. Like, I'm a paranormal believer, obviously. And I tried to go to explanations, but sometimes you just, don't, you just don't have one. And the fact that other people were noticing that. Yeah, that's know. fucking weird. Yeah. I like how everyone's like, try and do the other. Try and see if it's carbon monoxide. That opens your door, sure. Over and over, sure. Someone said, not a demon unless you pissed off one on purpose or something. Probably just a low-level trickster ent- entity feeding off of your energy. OP said, yeah, definitely not pissing anything off here. I respect the dead and spirits in general. Only thing that worries me is it mimicking me and the dark feeling I have in my room 24-7. If it was just a curious spirit, it wouldn't be a big deal to me, but it almost feels threatening and I have a very strong instinct with energy and moods. Ha <laughs> ha. Someone said I would do an egg cleansing ritual. <laughs> That's right. Was that you? <laughs> yeah, it's me. Hi, guys. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Okay. This is so okay. I, I'm glad someone called this person out. Someone says, hard to believe in demons knowing they were made up by the church to attack mentally ill people. In the past, more than likely, you have a medical condition, and with the human brain easily tricked into finding answers out of nothing, you latched onto a paranormal force because it gives you an easy, hard-to-prove answer. Go to the doctors. <laughs> and Prudent Zucchini said, Really? I welcome you to stay uh, to England to stay at my house for 48 hours. I have a demon in my home, and it ain't no fun. Please. It ain't no fun. It ain't no fun. Please, feel free to sleep in my bed that vibrates and shakes violently all night. He said, you pay me my fee to fly there? I'll go. LOL. He said, deal. Uh, <laughs> I'll go. Shit. I'll go. Ugh, I hate when the bed shakes. That's happened to me a few times, and it's horrifying. Horrifying. Oh, like it happened to me. It started, it, it happens sometimes even now. Like, sometimes it'll just, like, start shaking a little bit, and I'm like, no. And Get out. I, I call on the angels, and then it stops. Ugh, it's so creepy. I hate that. You know, and I have, like, nightmares and stuff, and it's, like, something paranormal or really evil or, like, demonic dreams. I'm, like, shouting, like, in my – I don't think I'm, like, shouting it out while I sleep, but I'm, like, in my dream I'm shouting, you don't belong here. Like, I'm, like, reciting all this stuff, and I'm, like, I didn't even do that now. So for me to pull that out of my ass and, like, you need to leave, you don't belong here, I'm, like, protected, but, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, damn. So these dream Montana's, like – on it you have to be though i mean i can't count the number of times i've i don't know you maybe you guys have heard me i'm like get the fuck out of here I'm like you are not welcome here no get I out i haven't heard you oh, i've done it i'm like the fact that i'm doing that in my sleep they're trying you know to come out well they're you're vulnerable in sleep though that's why they try my i also say like when i sleep my dreams are like my psychic part of me like because mm-hmm. i've had dreams the next day it comes true all the fucking time and i've communicated with people and my dreams that have passed on mm-hmm. and they come to talk to me and like they know that i know they're dead and they're trying to tell me stuff i wish i had dreams like that i feel like i don't get as much dreams as i do like things trying to talk to me in this realm but you probably are more like more in that way like you're clairvoyant and you're in your dreams and you can maybe like see future things and talk to people that way yeah and then my dreams are like that portal for that and then one time i'm pretty sure it wasn't a dream it was a visitation from my grandmother Mm -hmm. like it's i was in your room now Mm -hmm. 
and I was sleeping and then I heard someone, it seemed like I was awake and it seemed like someone was like walking in my hallway down that long hallway mm-hmm. and I sat up and it was like this random lady and she was like, Hey, I have a visitor for you. And it was my grandmother. Oh wow! And it seemed so real where I could smell her. Wow. Yeah. And then we hugged and I was like crying and she was crying and it was like the most emotional visitation dream whatever I've ever had and then she's I saw she the lady was like okay I have someone else for you and then I got to see my grandpa for a little bit Mm -hmm. like it was so real and then one night I had a dream that I was around a table with my grandma and my mom and my mom had the exact same dream isn't that creepy that's so weird yeah yeah you guys definitely have some like psychic energy but it's like it's always my dreams is when that stuff happens you know, it's funny because in TGOG, Sabrina is that way. Like she feels and sees things and gets messages through her dreams. And Corinne is the one that like, like see, she, see, she sees shit in like this realm. It's like they both have their little witchy energy. Well, I used to, like I said, like 10 years ago when I was like really diving into yeah. it, like I got tired of seeing stuff. And I told I, you I had a whole poltergeist and my ex, like me and my ex, like I created that whatever. And so I like shut down for a while and I was like, I think that's where it went away. And now that things are like ramping up again, Mm. it's like all coming back. Oh yeah. I know. I think I've shut off like a little bit too, because I think part of me, like, like there was a moment the other night when I was like in bed and I've been like telling my third eye to like activate, like I've been doing things to activate it, but there are times that I'm like, "Mm, I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I was like lying in bed the other night and I heard something in the hallway and like in my mind's eye, I saw like, like a woman with like darkish curly hair and like a long white nightgown. And I was like, Nope. (laughs) Nope. I had one, I just call them visitation dreams from this old lady. She was so cranky. She was, she was a smoker and she was smoking and she's sitting on the bed talking to me. She was so freaking grouchy. And like the way I described her, uh, we were like at this family thing. And then like one of my cousins, like brother-in-law, I'm not sure how he's related. He's like, no, actually it was my mom's cousin. Yeah. My mom's cousin. She's, he's like, wait a minute. That sounds like this person in my family. Mm-hmm. So it was like a whole thing, but I'm just like. Yeah, so you could, she like, just came to bitch, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes they gotta do what they gotta do. Spirits can be so grouchy. They are. I'm like, wait, wait, listen. Yeah, like, you're grouchy, then go to the other side. Yeah, she's yeah. just chain-smoking away. I get it. I get it. I'm over here with my vape, like. All right. Ready for another one? Yeah. This is called, this is from ghost underscore witch 112, and I chose this one because there's this and there's an update, so I was like, ooh, I love Ooh, okay, an update. shoot. Okay, so she says, or he says. They say. They say. Not my story. This is from my best friend who gave me permission to share here. My family owns a vacation home in a very small town. The population is about 100 people. Wow. In Maine. It's the kind of town where everyone knows everyone and everyone knows. King. Yeah, oh, for real. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows everyone's business too. It's only about two and a half hours away from our actual house. So we go there for literally every holiday and most weekends in the summer. Our family has owned the house for decades and we are there frequently. So we know the locals really well. A few days before this past Thanksgiving, 2022, we are driving to the house. 
I'm in the car with my mom and dad and my sister and her husband are following Okay, with my mom and dad and my sister and her husband are following behind us in their car. We are about 20 minutes away from the house and I'm staring out the window half asleep when I see what I thought was a scarecrow on the side of the road. But as we get a little closer, I see that it's an actual person, a really creepy looking person. It's a young man maybe mid to late 20s, with very pale skin with almost a grayish tint. He's very skinny with shoulder-length black hair that is stringy and greasy looking. He was wearing baggy jeans and a t-shirt that was kind of grubby looking, but what made him so creepy was the way he was standing, like a scarecrow with his arms outstretched and hanging at the elbows. His head was cocked to one side and the look on his face was so scary, like a deranged clown without the makeup. I hate that. He was just standing there several, several feet from the road in the literal middle of nowhere, no houses or businesses for several miles. And there was no car around that could have been his. He was so creepy looking that I said out loud, Oh my God. To which my mom said, what is it, sweetie? She hadn't seen him because she was nose deep in a book. That creepy guy on the side of the road. I said, you mean that scarecrow? My dad said with a chuckle. I figured he was right. It was just really realistic looking. Uh, it was a realistic looking scarecrow and my eyes were just playing tricks on me because I was tired. But then my sister FaceTimed me and said, what the fuck was up with that guy on the side of the road? You saw him too? I thought it was just a scarecrow. I answered, no, it was definitely a real guy. Chris slowed down to get a better look and he winked at us. <gasps> Ew. I hate that. I hate that. Now, my sister is not the kind of person to lie or exaggerate. She is a law student who is very logical and down to earth. Seems kind of late for Halloween pranks, said my dad. He wasn't wearing a coat, I said. It was about 30 degrees Fahrenheit. He was a creep. Let's just speed up and just get there. My sister sounded scared. It was rare to hear her like that. About 20 minutes later, we arrived at the house, which is at the very end of a private road that is heavily wooded. It's very secluded and hard to find. And if you don't know exactly where you're going. Always is. My sister, I know. My sister and I decided we wanted to go get some town beers, or beers at a general store that is in the next town over, about 20 minutes away in the opposite direction from where we saw the creepy guy. As we are driving about a mile away from the general store, we see the creepy guy walking along the side of the road. Now, this was roughly one hour and about 35 miles away from where we first saw the guy. There is no way he could have walked that far in that short amount of time. My sister was freaked out and just wanted to go back home, but we were already here and there were several other cars parked outside. So the store was obviously busy for a small town general store. How did he get here so fast? He doesn't have a car, asked my sister. Maybe someone gave him a ride, I said. Nobody in this town is going to pitch up a hitch hitchhiker, especially not one who looks like that, said my sister. I shrugged and said, let's get in there before he gets any closer. I don't want to be alone in the parking lot with him. We rushed inside, hoping he was just passing by and wouldn't come in the store, too. We went in and greeted the owner, who we know well from having gone there since we were kids, and began browsing around picking out drinks. Suddenly... Everything goes quiet because the owner of the store stops his conversation with another customer and says loudly, can I help you, son? And with a very suspicious tone to his voice, my sister and I looked at each other, knowing that the creepy guy had just walked in. 
I peeked around the corner of the aisle I was in and saw him just standing there in the entrance of the store, no expression on his face. He ignored the owner and just stared off into space, not moving away from the entrance. I said, can I help you? Said the owner a little louder. The guy looked at him and said, no, and walked out of the store. Do you know that guy? The owner asked me and my sister. No, but we saw him earlier acting like a creep on the side of the road, answered my sister. My sister told the owner and the other customers in the store all about how we saw him standing like a scarecrow and how he winked at her and her husband. The owner could tell we were scared and walked us to our car when we left, but the creepy guy was gone and we didn't see him again for another two days. On the third day of our stay, me, my sister, and her husband were driving to a grocery store about an hour away to do some last minute shopping for Thanksgiving. We had to drive past the general store and as we did, we saw the creepy guy sitting on a wooden planter box that's in front of the general store sign by the road. As we drove past, he stood up suddenly like he had been waiting for us. I was in the back seat and turned around to watch him at the back, at the, out the back window. After we passed, he started running after our car and he was running fast. Not like superhuman fast, but faster than you would expect someone who is not an Olympic athlete to be able to run. My sister was watching him from the side mirror and started freaking out. So my husband floored it and we lost him pretty quickly, but my sister was so scared she couldn't stop talking about it the whole rest of the ride to the grocery store. We got to the grocery store about 45 minutes later and did our shopping, which took us about an hour. As we were about to check out, oh no, I just have a feeling this is going to go bad. My sister suddenly remembered she had left her reusable bags in the car and asked me if I would run out and get them. I agreed and headed out to the parking lot. I started walking to, towards our car, which was towards the part back of the parking lot, when I saw him standing by a telephone pole on the edge of the parking lot, staring directly at me. Ew. I turned and ran back into the store and found my sister and her husband in line at the checkout. He's out there, I gasped. You're kidding. Don't joke around like that, my sister said angrily. I wish I was joking, but I'm really not. He's out there by the telephone pole. This is ridiculous. I'm putting a stop to this here and now, said my sister's husband and stormed out of the store acting all macho. My sister questioned me about what I saw and I told her how he was staring right at me. We talked about it for the next several minutes while we checked out and even told the cashier about what was going on. She asked if we wanted the manager to call the police, but my sister told her no. Her husband was handling it. We finished checking out. When we exited the store, my sister's husband was waiting in the car outside the door. He jumped out, pale and looking scared, and began quickly loading the groceries in the car and told me and my sister to get in the car. My sister asked what happened, and he told her to just get in the car. On the way home, he told us that when he went outside, he saw the guy, but when he started walking towards him, the guy bolted across the street and into a wooded area behind some houses. But what really scared him was how fast the guy ran and the way he ran. He said that the guy galloped using his legs and arms like the werewolf in Harry Potter. My sister's husband is in the army, so he is in extremely good physical condition and even runs marathons. And he said that this guy ran so fast, there was no way he could have ever tried to chase him down. And the way the guy was running freaked him out. He had never seen a person run like that before. On our way home, we stopped at the general store to get more beer because it was cheaper than the grocery store. 
While we were checking out, the owner told us that the creepy guy had been in earlier that day. We said that we had seen him sitting in front of the general store and then again at the grocery store an hour away. The owner of the general store told us that the creepy guy had come into his store earlier that day and walked over the store for over an hour. Now, remember, this is a very small store. Most customers spend less than 10 minutes in the store unless they are having a conversation with the owner. He said that the creepy guy was just lingering in the store, not even shopping for anything. He just looked like he was waiting. The owner asked him several times if he needed help with anything, and every time he just said, no. In that same gruff, deadpan voice. The owner said he finally told him to buy something or leave, and that's when the creepy guy went outside and sat on the planter box for another three and a half hours until he suddenly jumped up and sprinted off at the same time we drove by. The next day was Thanksgiving, and all my sister could talk about was the creepy guy. Our mom had not seen him yet, so she didn't really take us seriously, and our dad is a skeptic, so he thought it was just some guy we kept seeing around town. After dinner, we were relaxing, watching a movie, when one of our dogs started going nuts, marking at something and barking at something in the backyard. This dog is a highly trained Akita that does not bark much, so the fact that she was going absolutely ballistic told us that something was out there. There's a lot of wildlife in the area, like deer, coyotes, bobcats, and even moose and bears, but I have never heard that dog bark at them the way she was barking at whatever was out there that night. It took a long time to calm her down. The next morning, my sister's husband was going to take the dogs for a walk, but when he went outside, he found muddy footprints all around the back and front doors of the house. What was really strange was the footprints were from someone who was barefoot, no shoes, no socks. This is winter in Maine. It's cold at this time of year, too cold to be walking around with muddy bare feet in the middle of the night. My dad decided it was best to file a police report just in case someone was planning to rob us. And when the sheriff came over, he told us that he had gotten several reports of this guy acting weird around the area for the past few days. No one had ever seen him before or knew who he was. Remember, this is a small town where everyone knows everyone. But the sheriff had not encountered him yet. My sister asked what day the report started, and it was the same day that we had first seen him. The sheriff took the report and left, and my sister and her husband decided to leave to go back home that night. But my mom and dad wanted to stay one more night to clean up and get a few things ready for when we returned for Christmas. Plus, my dad wanted to make sure that the muddy bandit, as he was, as he was calling him, didn't return that night. The rest of the day and evening was uneventful, and we went to bed around 2 a.m. after trying to stay awake to catch the muddy bandit. But about an hour later, ooh, 3 a.m., I woke up to use the bathroom and get a drink of water. As I was filling my glass at the kitchen sink, something out the window caught my eye. It looked like a figure standing just behind the tree line at the edge of our property in the same scarecrow way like the Ugh. creepy guy was standing when we first saw him. Ugh. I squinted to get a better look when our dog suddenly started going nuts again, waking up my parents. My dad came running into the kitchen and I shouted, It's him! Creepy scarecrow muddy guy! My dad grabbed his gun from its hiding place by the back door and fired it into the ground outside the back door. My mom and I were holding each, each holding back our dogs who were barking like crazy and trying to get away to chase after the figure. With all this commotion, the figure took off running through the woods just behind the tree line, and for a second, it looked like it was running in the werewolf-like way my sister's husband described it, but it was just out of sight in a few seconds, so I couldn't tell. But the small trees were left swaying in its wake. It was moving that fast. 
My dad called the sheriff's office again, and about an hour later, a deputy came by and checked the woods around our property but didn't find anything. My mom told me not to tell my sister about what happened because she wouldn't want to come back for Christmas, and my aunt was flying in from overseas, and my mom wanted us all to be together at at our vacation home for the holiday. Before we left to go back home, my dad talked to our neighbor and told him what happened and asked him to keep a close eye on the house until my dad could come back and install a security system the next weekend. Later that evening, the neighbor called and said that our vacation home had caught fire, but he had noticed quickly and the fire department was already there putting it out. My dad bought a security system the next morning and drove back to the vacation home to assess the damage and install the security system. Thankfully, there was minimal damage, but the fire was determined to be arson. The house was obviously broken into. The glass in the back door was shattered, and the fire was started on an armchair in the living room using lighter fluid and a paperback book of pictures of our family. Oh, my God. Oh, my mom had made using a printing website. We had to throw away the chair, and the carpet in the living room had to be replaced, plus a fresh coat of paint and a new back door. But my dad had everything fixed up within a week. My mom was determined to have Christmas with her sister at the vacation house. So my dad watched the security cameras he had installed obsessively over the next few weeks, but only caught a few coyotes, a moose, and a bear. We thought we had seen the last of the creepy guy, a.k.a. Scarecrow Man, a.k.a. the Muddy Bandit, and all the combinations of nicknames my family has for him, but unfortunately, we had not. So Christmas time arrives and we are all at the vacation house. Me, my parents, my sister and her husband, my aunt, her husband, and two kids, plus my grandparents who came up from Florida. We arrived in town on the 23rd and got settled in. And the first night was uneventful. On Christmas Eve, after dinner, the whole family is sitting in the living room when there is a loud thunk at the back sliding glass doors like something hit the glass. My dad gets up to investigate, and the whole family is waiting curiously to find out what it was. My mom gives me a nervous look. Finally, my dad calls out, it's a bird? Like, he's confused about whether it's actually a bird or not. You're not sure? Mom, aunt, called back. It doesn't have a head, said my dad. hereditary it's like hereditary meets like jeepers creepers like uh... my blood went ice cold oh my god it's the creepy guy my sister yelled and my mom gave her a furious look what creepy guy asked my aunt and in spite of my mom's furious protests my sister told my all my aunt about all the stuff that happened over thanksgiving I had had several drinks that night and was a little drunk, and when my sister finished her recounts of what happened, I blurted out, but wait, there's more! (laughs) I would do that without drinks. But wait, there's more! Um, My mom jumped up and immediately tried to shut the conversation down, but my sister and my aunt were not having it and coerced me to tell them all about the night before we left after Thanksgiving and my dad firing his gun and about the fire and how it was arson. And that's why the living room was redecorated and we have the security system now. My sister was so mad at my parents for not telling her about the arsons and said we were all in danger staying there. Yeah, no shit. My tor- my poor dad was cleaning up the beheaded bird the whole time this was happening and came back to a huge fight between my mom and sister while my aunt is Googling demons and skinwalkers <laughs> on her phone. 
Skinwalker. Oh, I didn't think about Skinwalker. Ooh. Ooh, I didn't think I about that. Skinwalker. Flash pedestrian, everyone. Flash pedestrian. My dad assured her that the security system he installed is so good that if a deer farts in the woods, nice. He such a dad thing. He knows about it, and the creepy guy wasn't getting anywhere near our house again. Plus, the neighbors now had a security system, too, and no one had seen the creepy guy around town since a fire since he was probably long gone. Now, my aunt and her husband, on the other hand, were fascinated by the whole thing. They've been trying to start making a ghost hunting channel and thought this whole this would make great content, but my mom was wholeheartedly against it, saying it would cause copycat arsons or, worse, cause the creepy guy to come back. We would find out later that night. He never left. Oh, I know goosebumps. Later that evening, after their kids went to bed, my aunt and her husband took their GoPros and went out into the backyard, but stayed close to the house in case there was a wild animal out there. Me, my sister, and her husband watched nervously from the kitchen window. They were out there for several minutes, calling out into the night, asking if there were any entities in the wood to show themselves and why they are here. Suddenly, there was a loud sound coming from the woods that sent my aunt and her husband running back inside the house they played the sound back for my dad on the gopro but my dad wrote it off as a moose or a deer mating call i'm not an expert but i've never heard a moose or deer that sounded like that and it was that loud it was so loud that we could even hear it inside the house the next day after we opened presents and did the whole Christmas thing, my aunt and her husband wanted to go out and explore the woods in the daylight. So they took our dogs, and against the protests of my sister, my hu- her husband went with them, armed with one of my dad's guns, in case they encountered a wild animal. Sure. About well, an hour later, <laughs> yeah. About an hour later, they returned with a lot to tell us. About a quarter mile past the tree line, and directly across from our house was a campsite in the woods they showed us footage of it on their gopros it was a small makeshift shelter made out of a tarp a few bed sheets some pallets and a collection of different patio cushions that several people around town later said were stolen from their yards the campsite was littered with pop cans chip bags liquor liquor bottles cigarette butts and other trash but what was absolutely terrifying about the campsite was there was a scarecrow Mounted outside the makeshift shelter made out of clothes stuffed with leaves. The head was a deflated basketball with an old raggy black costume wig on it. The ew, the clothes were baggy jeans and a t-shirt with the words creepy guy scrawled across it in permanent marker. In the video, you can hear my sister's husbands repeatedly saying, let's get out of here. And the dogs are acting on high alert and nervous. They poke around the campsite a little more and find a notebook with nothing in it but scribbling. No drawings, no words, just scribbles on every page. After they returned and showed us what they found, my sister wanted to leave immediately and her husband didn't argue, so they went home. And my mom said that I ruined Christmas, even though my aunt was saying this was the most exciting Christmas she had in a decade. (laughs) Later that evening, we were all relaxing in the living room after dinner when we heard a loud thud on the roof and what sounded like something rolling down the roof and falling off the side of the house. We all looked at each other, and my mom said, what was that? And right at that moment, my dad suffered a heart attack. 
Oh, no. I don't like this. I don't like it either. And we rushed him to the hospital. The rest of our night was spent in the waiting room of the ER. Thankfully, my dad was okay and has now made a full recovery. Okay. The next morning when we got back from the hospital, my aunt's husband walked around the house to see if he could figure out what the sound was that we all heard right before my dad had his heart attack. And on the side of the house in the bushes, he found a squirrel with no head. We didn't tell my mom about the squirrel. She would have just gotten angry. Plus, she was trying to get my dad ready to travel back home. I texted my sister about it, but she replied that she didn't want to know anything else about it, what happens at the vacation house. Since then, we have not been back to the house, which is unusual, but my dad has been recovering and my mom has been too stressed over my dad to want to make the trek out there, and my sister won't even talk about going out there. Although we do still have the security system out there that sends us multiple notifications a week when motion is detected on the camera, usually it's an animal, but at least a few of those weekly notifications show nothing on the video. As for the footage that my aunt and her husband captured on their GoPros on the way home, the airline lost their bag. And when they got it back, it had been severely water damaged. And all their GoPro footage was ruined from the whole trip. Well, that's a that's... coincidence. Uh, now that my dad is pretty much recovered, my parents are planning to go to the vacation house for the 4th of July. They are still trying to talk my sister into going, but she is still really upset about them lying about the fat fire. I'll post updates if there are any. They need to sell that goddamn place. What are the updates? I don't know. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm you looking. You look like, oh, Lord. I'm looking at, um, okay, I want to read the update. Okay, we're ready for the update, which is also extremely long. <laughs> oh my god, really? Yeah. All right. Update, guys. We went back to the vacation home for the 4th of July, hoping that everything that happened over the holidays was behind us. We were so wrong. A few weeks into my dad's recovery, when he had gained most of his strength back, I ended up telling him about that beheaded squirrel. He's convinced there is some drifter that wandered into town and is trying to rob us or terrorize us as some kind of deranged mind game. He's been checking the security cameras multiple times a day. He has a neighbor watching the house and the deputy sheriff stops by and walk the property a few times a week. But in over seven months, there have been no incidents and there have been very few reported sightings of the creepy guy around town. The owner of the general store has claimed to see him a few times walking on the side of the road near his store early in the morning. He also says that there have been a few times over the past few months that he has arrived to open his store in the morning and found the door to already be unlocked and open, even though he knows that he locked everything up the night before. Although he's never noticed anything significant missing, just a couple of food items here and there, and a few bottles of alcohol, he's never reported it to the sheriff because there's no real evidence of a break-in. There has been no activity on the security cameras outside of wildlife and occasional footage of our neighbor or the deputy sheriff stopping by to check on things. The only suspicious thing are the security clips that trigger from what seems to be nothing. Now, the security system my dad installed was really high quality one, but it doesn't record unless it's triggered by movement. And there are several that are pointed directly at the outside of the house with no trees or roads in shot that could cause a false trigger from ambient movement. One camera is pointed directly at the back door and another is pointed directly at the back floor door that leads to the house's basement. The basement of the house 
is only accessible from a door on the outside of the house. It's an unfinished basement that is only used for storage and utility meters, so there usually isn't much reason to go down there. So fast forward to this past weekend, June 30th to July 2nd, 2023. We are, we're at the vacation house after seven months of being away. My parents actually convinced my sister and her husband to forgive them for lying about the fire and come back to the vacation house. My mom really used my dad's near-death experience to guilt trip her into forgiving him. <laughs> we arrived at the house on Friday afternoon, and when I got out of the car, I noticed a foul smell for just a second, but then it was gone. I figured I'd just caught a whiff of some animal droppings that were near the house and just shrugged it off. Friday afternoon and evening were uneventful, but my sister's, sister's husband wanted to go see if the camp that he had found with my aunt and uncle the previous winter was still there. I didn't really want to go, but there was no way my sister was going with him, and he didn't want to go alone, so I agreed. Hey, I should go. I'm crazy. I had never been to the campsite myself. I had only seen it on the footage recorded by my aunt and uncle before their GoPros were ruined, so I wasn't exactly sure where it was. We walked around the area with the dogs for over an hour and didn't find anything. The dogs acted normal as well and didn't alert to anything or pick up any smells that, were, that they were interested in. It was like the campsite never existed. On Saturday, my parents had planned for a barbecue and invited several people from the town, including the deputy sheriff, to thank him for keeping such a close eye on our property. The barbecue happens, and it's a great time. Many people from the town show up, including the general store owner, the deputy sheriff, and our neighbor. We're all laughing, having a great time, and even crack a few jokes about the creepy guy. Every now and then, I kept smelling that foul smell, but it was just for a few seconds. I really didn't give it too much thought at the time because the house is surrounded by thick forests where animals live and do their business. I thought I was just smelling animal droppings. The general store even commented at one point during the barbecue asking if other people smelled it too. Everyone agreed that they smelled it, but everyone just shrugged it off like me. That night I got up because the dogs were asking to go potty. We always keep a close eye on our dogs when they go outside at night and I noticed one of our dogs went straight for the door to the basement. Nope. Me. Fuck no. Our dogs are usually uninterested in the basement. It's small and musty and full of cobwebs. But right then, our dog acted like she was desperate to get in. I don't like this. <laughs> she was whining and jumping at the door. I called her, but she wouldn't come. I had to walk outside and physically bring her back in the house. She sat by the back door for the rest of the night, even though she usually sleeps in bed with me or my parents. The next morning, I woke up suddenly and thought I heard a crash, but I was kind of in a half-dream, half-awake state and was a little disoriented, so I didn't know if I had imagined it or not. I checked around the house and didn't find anything out of place, so I went to check on my dog and she was still by the back door keeping guard. I got dressed and got the dogs ready for a walk, and as soon as we stepped outside, my dog went straight back to the basement door. I thought she was just making sure it was all clear from the night before, but when she jumped up on it, the door popped open because it was not completely closed. As soon as the door opened, the most horrible smell came out of the basement, worse than anything I have ever smelled in my life. The smell was so bad, my dog immediately changed her mind about wanting to get in the basement so badly and actually wanted to go back inside the house. I let her back in and went to wake up my dad because something was obviously up in the basement. My sister, I know. my sister and her husband were up and making coffee in the kitchen when I came back in. What's that smell? Asked my sister. 
I don't know, but it's coming from the basement and it's really bad outside, I replied. I went and woke up my dad and when we came back, my sister's husband was already outside investigating the smell. As we came around the side of the house where the basement door is, we see my husband's husband, husband, my sister's husband hunched over a bush throwing up. My dad chuckles and says, what's wrong? You never smelled a dead rock. Oh my God. The smell had just hit him full force. That's not a dead animal. That's something else. He said, my sister's husband is still throwing up, but managed to get out. It's poop between hurls. My dad held his nose and poked his head into the basement and immediately recoiled, swore loudly, and stormed back into the house. At this point, my curiosity got weighed out by my ick factor, or my curiosity outweighed my ick factor, and I held my nose to get a peek. I figured an animal had gotten in the basement and left a bunch of droppings, but I couldn't have been more wrong. In our basement was a makeshift campsite from the woods. The tarp, sheets, pallets... (sighs) patio cushions, and even the (laughs) scarecrow. But what was worse was there was human waste smeared all over every wall and flat surface in the basement, and someone had used their finger to draw scribbles in the waste, just like the scribbles in the notebook my aunt and uncle found at the campsite in the woods. My dad called the sheriff's office, and when the deputy showed up, he could barely get near the basement door without gagging. I told him about how I had smelled it the first day we got there and how the dogs were alerting to the door the night before and how I thought I heard a crash earlier that morning. He suggested we remove our valuables and items with personal information from the house and offered to help my dad install a better lock on the basement door. Later, my dad, my sister's husband, the deputy, and our neighbor removed the tarp, sheets, pallets, patio cushions, and scarecrow from the basement and burned them in our fire pit. My mom is arranging for her friend's company to come and give the basement a scrub down. It's a company that cleans crime scenes. They have hazmat suits. After everything was burned and new locks have been installed on not only the basement door, but the doors of the house, Annie put security bars in the window as well. Since we got home, he has been obsessing over every single piece of security footage from the cameras, trying to see if he could see anything at the basement door, and the only thing he has found was suspicious that was suspicious was there is a series of three videos from two days before we arrived for the weekend that were taken just minutes apart from each other. The first video, nothing happens. It shows the basement door closed. The second video taken just four minutes after the first shows nothing either, except in this video, the basement door is slightly open, just a crack. The third video taken two minutes after that shows the door is closed again. These videos were recorded on June 27, 2023 at around 7.45 a.m., which is coincidentally the same day the general store owner says he last found the door to his store unlocked when he showed up in the morning. My sister wants my parents to sell the vacation home, but it was purchased by my mom's dad as a wedding gift to her mom, and she's really attached to the house. Not no more. Holy fuck. She is really upset about all this, and when my sister suggested selling the house, my mom had a meltdown, and there was a huge fight. My dad is talking about installing a secondary security system that records continuously and setting up monitors in his office so he can watch a live feed of the house while he works. My parents parents are going back this weekend with the cleaning company, but I'm not sure when I will be going back. And I'm sure my sister and her husband will be going back for a long time. Either way, I have a gut feeling that this is far from over. I really hope I'm wrong. If there are any more updates, I'll be sure to post them. That is uh, so weird. Like, obviously mentally ill. Yeah. What I want to know is, it's really weird. The heart attack. Yeah, and then the 
the uh, footage ruined by yeah. water. The footage. On an airline. And then how the fuck did he get in the basement without being seen? Oh, I didn't think about that. Because it picks up motion. Mm-hmm. He's quick. Or something. Like the scribbles. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Just makes me think of like, I don't even know. I don't like it. Not a lot of comments either. There's only like because they're probably like, "What do we even say to this?" That's so fucking weird. What do you think, person or demon? Both. Someone slowly possessed, going insane. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know that. That that could be like obviously or a flesh pedestrian. It's going insane. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Mm Mm-mm. That's creepy. It's too much to be coincidental. I know. I just, one, they should sell it. I was like, sorry, mom. Like, this is always going to be a problem with this guy unless you catch him. Yes. And why can't no one catch him? Yeah, that's the weird thing. And the way he runs. Like a werewolf? Yeah. I don't, I haven't seen Harry Potter, so I don't know the werewolf reference, but we're just talking about like a, like an actual, like on four, like. I think like, kind of like, yeah, like you're like, like, Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if that's like mental illness and who or stands if it's like just this? like a scarecrow. Mental illness. Ugh, I don't know. I I don't like it though. It's really creepy. Well, that one was creepy. I don't like it. Me either. I don't like it. I don't like either. Too many. I don't know. Well, and that was creepy. I don't know. I think I've mentioned it before, but I once had someone. We had like a homeless guy living in our basement in Florida. Nope. When we were living there. Yeah. So that one, I'm like, oh yeah, been there. It's like <laughs> scribbling on the walls. With poop. Poop, poop. That's fucking crazy. Maybe it's like a guy thinking he's like turning into something. I think like it's a, I think mental illness has something to do with it for sure. For sure. But it's like slowly you're going insane. Yeah. I don't like it. And it's very targeted. I don't want to discount mental illness because I obviously am a huge proponent of mental illness. And I do think that a lot of people that think they are possessed 98% of the time are not. They're not. Yeah. But there's some weird coincidences with this one. Yeah. And you and I don't believe in coincidences. Yeah. Like the the thing dropping on the roof and then her dad getting a heart attack. The GoPro footage footage being ruined. The basement like door like moving. And and the fact how he ran so fast. And loped like a fucking werewolf. All right. We ready for this one? Okay. Thought I'd do a little fun one about. Uh, I'll say it one more time, and then I'm gonna call it what I said. This is by Chewbacca's side piece, which is fucking hysterical, and I love that name. Okay. My potential. Awesome. I'm gonna say it. Skinwalker encounter. From now on, they're flesh pedestrians. Okay. We're not saying the name. Okay. So, it's currently the ass crack of dawn, and I can't sleep. So I decided to ruin my night by telling you about one of the most terrifying encounters I've ever had. Also, this happened three or so months ago. Good times. So a few things before I start. I have no idea what I encountered. I haven't obsessively researched the ever-loving snot out of this because, honestly, I'm scared shitless. But I believe I saw a flesh pedestrian. (laughs) I re- This person, he didn't even say what it is. Or she didn't. They didn't. They said, I read, I read that speaking its name summons it and considering I still live in the house where I saw it, I'm not taking any chances. Fair. Well, technically, I saw its eyes. Also, instead of referring to this thing as a... 
Flash Pedestrian, or the other names I saw on the internet, which I can't remember now because I'm tired, its new name is now Mutated Crackhead. All right, fair enough. I like it. A little bit about me. My name's Kaz, I'm 26, and I'm very tall, 6'5 to be exact. There's a reason I'm mentioning my height. I live in an older home. I'm still determining how old to be exact. I have yet to research the history of the place. This entire experience has undoubtedly accelerated this plan. (laughs) I bought it from some old dude and called it a day, which in hindsight was a stupid ass decision, (laughs) but I can't change the past. I like this person. They're funny. (laughs) Anyway, the house was made for short people is what I'm trying to say. I have to duck down or enter or duck down to enter or leave rooms. My house is also on a hill. So half is on a foundation. My bedroom window is about seven feet from the ground. I have to I have a bad feeling about why he said that. <laughs> I have to lift myself to see into my room. Sorry if this, if this entire section is monotonous to read. I swear this is all pertinent information. I also have these big bay windows in my living room that look out into the forest I live in. I don't know why I'm mentioning this, but oh well. All right, I think I got everything. Let's go ahead and get on with the story. So... I moved into my home during an especially rough period in my life, so I didn't do a lot of research when initially buying the house. I love nature. I've always found peace whenever I was camping, hiking, or whatever outdoorsy shenanigans I would get up to. I figured moving to a cabin-esque house in the middle of butt-fuck nowhere was the best I could do at the time, and you know what? It was great. I spent a lot of time outside familiarizing myself with the trails and stuff. During the day, the forest was alive. Chirping birds, insects, you name it. At night, it was quiet, but you'd still hear the odd animal call. It was exactly what I needed. Another thing that did take a little getting used to was finding an animal's leftovers while on a hike. I'd stumble upon a rotting carcass and have to take a moment to shake the initial shock off. Nature's scary, man. (laughs) I like this guy. I don't have a lot of big predators wandering through my neck of the woods, but I get the odd bear or cougar. However... One time, I was out on a hike, I wasn't too far from my house, maybe a half hour walk, and came across one of the most grotesque sights I have ever seen. I've seen my fair share of animal carcasses, but this was something else. This animal was ripped to shreds. I won't go into too much detail, but whatever this thing was, its body parts were strewn over a 10, maybe 15 foot radius. It was horrifying. I also couldn't shake the feeling that something was watching me. I left that place in a hurry. I also avoided that area like the plague because another thing I noticed was how dead silent the forest seemed. It was eerie. Fast forward a couple of weeks and that feeling of being watched returned. But this time I was sitting in my living room. I didn't have curtains for my big bay windows and being in the middle of nowhere, I didn't worry about people spying on me while watching TV. I also found the darkness relaxing. Creepy, but relaxing. Is this person made for you? My God. Just kidding. You already have someone. He's great, but you know. On top of feeling like someone was really eyeing me up, not seductively either, more like I was a dinner, I started hearing weird noises at night. I live in a remote area in central BC, British Columbia, Canada. We got some bizarre animal sounds here, but nothing compared to what I was hearing. To describe the sound, for anyone who's played the game or watched the show, The Last of Us, you know the sound the clickers make? I don't know. I don't either. It was similar to that, but more growly, more guttural. I don't know if that makes sense. 
but it's the best way I can describe it. I started finding more animal remains closer to my house, which mm-hmm. made me nervous. I thought a grizzly had made this area its turf, which isn't good. Grizzlies are mean bastards and very dangerous. So I decided to cut back on the number of hikes I did during the day. And on the odd hike I did, I was hyper vigilant, always looking for the apparent signs of a bear, large tracks, feces, claw marks on trees, etc. But I wasn't seeing any signs. There was nothing to indicate a large predator was skulking around my house. Cue to the night of March 21st. My bedroom was a little toasty and I was like a damn furnace. So I had my bedroom windows open. I have a screen thingy that keeps the bugs out to let the cool breeze in. It was around 1, maybe 2 a.m. when I started to get this horrible sinking feeling. I can't quite quite describe it other than my entire body was telling me to run. I started hearing that clicking sound again, and I just figured a big animal was walking in my yard. Hence my unease. I want to look this up really quick because I want to know what it sounds like. The clicking sound? Yeah. I haven't seen the show. I haven't either. So I'm going to look it up real quick and I'm going to play it. Ooh. I don't like that. They sound like like quiet place. Oh, yeah. I don't. It's like the grudge needs the quiet place. Oh, it is. Oh, I hate it. Okay, well, that's what it sounded like, guys. Here you go. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. I kept waiting to hear footsteps or the crunching of twigs. Just anything, but nothing. That's also when I noticed how damn silent the forest was. Just like when I stumbled across those remains. I opened my eyes and turned my lamp on. I was going to get up and get some water. While my eyes were adjusting to the light, I saw something in my window. Remember, that bitch is seven feet off the ground. So imagine my surprise when I saw two fuck-normous eyeballs staring at me. I'm assuming you're familiar with the whole fight-or-fight response, uh, fight-or-fight-or-flight response humans have, right? You either punch a bitch or run in the opposite direction. Well, I'm a runner, but at this moment, I was paralyzed with fear. I've never felt anything like it. But after staring into the lovely eyes of my peeping Tom... I finally got my feet under me, and I ran out of my room like a bat of, out of hell. Or I tried to. In my panic, I forgot to duck and absolutely got my shit rocked on the fucking doorframe. I fell flat on my ass, but since I was still in panic mode, I flipped onto my stomach and did this weird half-flailing-like-a-fish, half-army crawl to the bathroom, which was directly across the hall from my bedroom. I got in and slammed and locked the door behind me. Fuck, I know I wrote that entire section in a rather humorous way, but I was so damn scared at that moment. I had a nasty headache from slamming my head into the doorframe and I was hyperventilating. Worse still, I left my fucking phone in the room. There was no way in hell I was about to march my ass back into that r- my room with a mutated crackhead playing peeping Tom. So I sat in that bathroom. I moved over to the bathtub where I somehow fell asleep in the fetal position. It took a lot of courage for me to leave the bathroom when I woke up. I think I was asleep for maybe three or four hours, and you can't imagine the relief I felt when I saw daylight. Once I confirmed the mutated crackhead was gone, I grabbed my keys and my phone, ran out of my house in nothing but my undies, and drove my ass all the way to my brother's house, who lives about four hours away, mind you. 
I showed up on his doorstep early in the morning in my boxers, sporting a massive goose egg on my forehead and raving like a lunatic about big eyes in my window. After he calmed me down and got me into some clothes, I was able to tell him everything. He obviously didn't believe me. Hell, I don't even believe what I saw. All I know is that it scared the living shit out of me. In lighter news, my dickhead brother convinced me to see a doctor for my head. I had a mild concussion, to which he promptly started calling me unicorn. The goose egg was dead center on my fucking forehead. I like this guy. <laughs> I like him. I ended up returning home after a month of staying away. My brother and his wife were okay with me staying, especially since whatever I saw rattled me. But they were expecting their first child pretty soon, and it felt wrong to hang around. I can tell you that I inspected the house and the surrounding area for anything. There was nothing. No tracks, no animal feces, nada. Also, there are no trees close to my window. So for anyone thinking, it was probably an owl, you pussy. Sorry to burst your bubble. This person's hilarious. Anyway, yeah, that's my long ass story. I had no idea it would be this long. Also, apologies for all the swears. Cursing makes me feel better. Amen. And remembering this brings back that fear I felt. But it's been a good couple of months and nothing seemed unusual. The birds are back to their usual chirping and shit, and I haven't found any animal remains since that encounter. So that's a start, I guess. But yeah, let me know what you think. If you know what this thing might have been, please, please tell me. I really want to be wrong. But all signs point to this thing being... It is. If it is, I have no idea what to do next. I can't exactly buy a new house, especially not in this economy. Yeesh. What a comment saying. Uh, wow. Glad everything. What's up? 1974 said, wow. Glad everything is okay, but get some curtains like yesterday. It sounds like it was Bigfoot to me and they can be very territorial. But if you are the only house out there, they may not feel so threatened. Hopefully it has moved along elsewhere, but keep bear spray on you, on you on hikes and even going to your car from the house or anytime you are working outside. Stock up on bear spray and update us if anything else happens. OP says, way ahead of you. I bought curtains the minute I felt like something was watching me. I forgot to add that detail into the story. Also, I always carried bear spray as a precaution when hiking anyway. You never know what the Canadian wilderness. Edit. Hold up. Wouldn't I hear Bigfoot approaching my window? Even for a creature of that size, it would have to walk a few strides from the forest line. Another detail I bloody forgot. My window is a good 10 or 15 feet from the forest line. I have a fairly decent sized yard. Someone said... They're fucking stealthy when they want to be. OP said, I'll look for some clips of sounds they make. You have me curious now. If it is Bigfoot, that's a little as scary than a... Don't say the name. Let's see. Sick story, bro. Have you ever felt such quietness and fear after returning to your home? Some people think they are related to Native American folklore. OP said, thanks, my dude. And that's what I saw. They're cursed men who were cannibals, I believe. Also, I haven't really experienced that quietness since that night. The fear, I think, is just paranoia and that the thing will come back. So I don't think any fear, I feel, is directly correlated with the mutated... I hope it's gone, though, but I don't know enough information to know for sure. Which sucks a lot. (laughs) Someone said, I just noticed your username. If you do got a Bigfoot out there, your username could be a reality if you play your cards right. OP said, clap some Bigfoot cheeks, or alternatively, it would be clapping mine, LOL. Would probably be a one-off occasion, though. It would rip me apart. (laughs) Chewbacca's side piece, amazing. (laughs) Holy shit. 
Someone else says sounds like Bigfoot. Have a firearm. Interesting. But no one else said anything else. Bigfoot seems to be. Apparently there's something called a crawler. There is something called a crawler. That's creepy. I've never heard of that. Someone said could be a cryptid crawler or a dog man. What did it look like? Chewbacca side piece OP said, unfortunately, I didn't get a good look. All I know is that it was between six, five and seven feet. It had big ass eyes, made a weird clicker sound, and it was silent. I didn't hear it approach my window. Um, this certain few marsupial 7100 said, the clicking sounds like a crawler. They have big eyes. Without seeing anymore, it's just a weird guess, but it's definitely something odd. Check out crawler sightings and see if anything sounds familiar. Chewbacca Saipis OP said, I haven't been able to find anything that sounds like what I heard, but I'll keep looking. There's got to be a clip somewhere of what I said, of what it sounded like. I'm wondering if it's a Wendigo. I mean, Wendigos are similar to, you know. (laughs) And aren't Wendigos more Native American um, lore? So are. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, they both come from that. Yeah. It could be a Wendigo. <laughs> yeah, so the the <laughs> they're gaunt to the point of emaciation. Right. Its desiccated skin pulled tautly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed deep back into their sockets. The <laughs> looks like a gaunt skeleton skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. Ew. So do you believe them? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. I feel like people out in the wilderness see crazy stuff. Great. Like. <laughs> Great. Just be careful. Thanks. Jaws is going to be there, right? And Flash. Jaws and Flash, take care of my girl. Take care of her. I'll take care of you. So I think we should end on that. Yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> we don't say it here, guys. We don't need any more creepy shit happening. No. We're going to do some more stuff, guys. Guess you just have to get on Patreon. Find out. All right. Well, you think that wraps us up? I think that wraps us up. Okay, guys. Well, if you like more episodes like this, this was certainly fun to read about creepy paranormal stuff. Yeah. I could do it for days. There's so much stuff on Reddit. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to be like, get emails and be like, yeah, I love like the Reddit articles and you yeah. should do one on this. Or you like more paranormal ones. Who needs BuzzFeed? Who needs uh, fucking Reddit? They sponsored us yet. Huh? They didn't sponsor us yet. Yeah, BuzzFeed the fuck. We're getting you like, <laughs> whatever. We'll just use Reddit from now on. But I don't know when we're going to have one released because I'll be gone. Yeah. That's fine. So I'll probably just take a week off, basically, yeah. from our normal. So I'll probably be go without whatever. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, guys. She'll be fine. I'll spray protection over her. Yeah. Or you can read paranormal ones by yourself. <laughs> yeah. I can do it for a tea time, maybe. Ooh. I'll sit alone in a dark room with, like, a candle in front of my face and just read, like, one thing and then scream. Be like, it's just me. Just, just me hanging out here by myself, guys. I don't know if I want to do it alone. That's just scary as hell. I freak myself out enough. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So, as always, you guys, we are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We are on YouTube. We are on Facebook. 
Um, on Facebook, we, I mean, I've been posting like videos and news, so you guys should look at that. Um, I posted salad fingers for anyone that remembers salad fingers. No. You don't remember salad fingers? No. The rusty spoon? No. Oh my God. I'm going to have to watch that later. May I touch your spoon? <laughs> I like the rusty spoon. I like to run my hands over. I don't know what's happening. You'll have to watch the video. Okay. Anyway, I might post old Greg and Charlie the Unicorn. No. You don't know either of them? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, I have to update Montana on all those. And for I'm those of you that sorry. know, Charlie, we're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie, Charlie. You know what? You're an OG if you know Charlie the Unicorn. Charlie, we're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Okay. Anyway. I'll post those. I'm still posting rare paranormal news and stuff. Um, Montana's wonderful, and she's editing all our cool stuff for Patreon, which is really fucking creepy, so you should check it out. Um, obviously, our Instagram, I always post stories and stuff, so you should follow us on Instagram. If you want to help us out, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. really help get us out there because we want to do this. Also, for some reason, Instagram has really slowed us down. So if you guys could just, like, share our content on your stories or just, like, send it in a message to someone, the word of mouth is really going to help us and we really would appreciate it. So please, um, if you have any creepy paranormal stories or dating advice or any advice or questions, you can email us at beatonbrunchpodcast at gmail.com. You are also welcome to follow us on Instagram. Montana is at mbigsky. I am at spellbell period poet. And uh, yeah, I think that sums us up. I think so. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go mess with my EMF reader. Um, and now that it's dark-ish and kind of see what happens. And uh, I guess you'll have to tune into Patreon to see what. And I'm going to sleep with the fucking lights on tonight. At least you won't be upstairs by yourself. That's true. So. That is nice. All right. Well, we will see you on the next one. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.